Welcome to the Balanced Self Podcast, where we explore different aspects of the life balance we are in search of, both personally and professionally. This is your host, Barbara Fitch, and we are glad to welcome Executive Leadership Coach Chris Hines. This episode begins our second quarter in which we will explore the hybrid workplace. Throughout this quarter, we will discover how leaders create a meaningful and engaging hybrid work environment, the benefits and challenges of a hybrid workplace, and strategies for building a hybrid workplace that works best for your organization. We hope you will enjoy this episode and offer some insights on your own work environment and learn what works best for your organization in which you lead. Stay tuned. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this month's episode of Balance Self. This is the first episode in our second quarter in which we will be talking about the hybrid workplace. This is not a term that we're unfamiliar with. We're going to be talking through this quarter and narrowing down some uh, specific things that people are facing now. And so saying all that, we have our new person at MSB Coach. His name is Chris Hines. He's going to be our guest today. He's an executive leadership coach. And um, we welcome him to MSB Coach and we welcome him to this podcast. So we're going to let him tell you about who he is and what he does. Great. Thanks, Barbara. We appreciate you having me on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so my name is Chris Hines, and our family is new to Charlottesville. Uh, just as of the last eight or so months, we moved from Pennsylvania, where I previously worked for about 20 years in a variety of executive leadership roles. But most recently, as chief people officer for a software company, I was really interested in how to help people grow how to help people develop and how do you help them reach their potential as they navigate, you know, sort of their career life cycle. So I shifted into human resources, got certified in multiple methods of coaching, as well as multiple personality and team assessments, um, and which was great. And then we started rolling out all sorts of programs internally and it went really, really well. And so word sort of spread outside of the company and um, started doing a lot for other organizations. And then I had to make a choice. Like, do I want to keep working primarily for one organization or do I want to work for sort of many? And I, I decided even it was a hard choice, but I decided to leave that company and start my own business full time, uh, which meant we could live anywhere. And so although uh, I loved Pennsylvania, that was my hometown, State College, um, uh, we decided to move to Charlottesville, and we are getting settled still, meeting people, but we are just so delighted to be here in Charlottesville. Um, so I, I, as a coach and a consultant and a trainer, I uh, mostly help leaders and teams to create extraordinary workplaces. So I really like to focus on workplace health, uh, career development, and team building. Well, that, that's a full plate, and we're thankful that you guys made the choice to come to Charlottesville, and welcome to Charlottesville. Welcome thank to Mississippi Coach, and thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule, because it sounds like you're pretty busy, and I, <laughs> so I totally understand that, and again, like, we appreciate it. We're looking forward to you offering your insights and your experiences to MSB Coach and also to this podcast, so if you are ready, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So um, in this episode of Balanced Self, we'll be discussing the hybrid workplace and psychological safety. Psychological safety means that... So we can talk through that, but, but overall, I want to answer your question. I think psychological safety is the sense of 
belonging, inclusion, and that you are free to make mistakes, try, contribute, even challenge status quo without fear of being embarrassed, marginalized, or punished for it. Completely agree with that. That is the most minimal thing that we can ask for as people is to have psychological safety. And it's equally mm -hmm. important uh, within the workplace. Um, you know, one of the things that I, in my experience, has been that the companies of yesteryears, you weren't encouraged to speak up. You were encouraged to just do your job and keep your head mm -hmm. down. Today's organizations, especially with working in a hybrid environment, you are encouraged to communicate more just kind of like giving us the meat of what that really means because we could dance around it and psychological safety can mean different things to different people in different roles. You know, the other thing that I'd like to add to that is that any employer or leader who wants to feel included, heard, and accepted without psychological safety cannot show up wholly. It just doesn't happen. You just mm -hmm. cannot show up as your authentic self. And especially when communication is different, in this yeah. environment that we work in. So yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I completely agree that it's okay for you to be your authentic self. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I really like the way Dr. Timothy Clark, so he has a great book called The Four Stages of Psychological Safety. And so he talks about, and safe. so let, I wanna talk about that and then we can talk about the hybrid environment. Um, so he talks about sort of these four stages or milestones of psychological safety. Uh, the first is inclusion safety, the fact that you feel welcome and a sense of belonging just because you're on the team, just because you've sort of been hired and chosen. So inclusion safety is, is the first level. The second level is called learner safety. And it is the idea that it's okay to ask questions, to make mistakes, to try, you know, um, you're not going to be punished for asking questions because you're new to a role, you're new to a team, you have to learn knowledge and skills and so forth and how things go. The third level is called contributor safety. And this is where you're sort of a full-fledged member of the team to contribute. Um, and of course, you can't get to contribution safety unless you learn what the job entails and who the team players are and so forth. So that's the third level. So now we walk through inclusion safety. You feel welcome as part of the team. Learner safety, you feel like you can ask questions and make mistakes. Contributor safety, you're really being utilized for your abilities. The fourth level, which is really hard to get to, is called challenger safety. And this is where you're free to sort of challenge the status quo, challenge leadership decisions, not disrespectfully, of course, but sort of challenge why are things the way they are? Why have they been done this way? Can we look at things a little bit differently? That, that takes a secure leader to welcome team members to challenge him or her, but that is really the birthplace of innovation. Uh, and so these are the four markers or milestones of psychological safety. It is a challenge to achieve all of them, but it's sure something to aim at. It's funny that you mentioned that book because I was actually going to bring it up later. So you, we were channeling each other's thoughts there, it sounds like. <laughs> so yeah, that's an amazing book. I, I actually picked it up uh, last week. I started reading it and I was like, man, this is this is a great leadership book. It's a great place to start, especially if you're a new, even our older leaders, leaders that have been a part of yeah. uh, leadership for a long time. I think it's a great book to start with if you're unsure about how you should lead, especially in this environment. Because yep. at the end of the day, communication, 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 you know, how how do we communicate? 
what should we be communicating? How are we taking care of our teams? Because we honestly, for the, the last three years, we've been kind of running off of our own, like our own feelings and our own, what should mm -hmm. we do? And just really putting out fires and not really taking a deep breath and going, okay, now I have to step back. I have to think about the culture I'm leading. I have to think about um, how structured my leadership is. And I think this is a great parameter. These are great qualities for you to have. And that is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Chris? Yeah, just so, sort of then introducing the safety to the hybrid environment. It's one thing for teams to have understood what safety means and how to achieve it sort of when you're we're all in office, but then suddenly everyone goes home. And I don't think this adjustment to new conditions happened automatically. You know, I learned this a lot through uh, team building workshops and team coaching sessions I've done. I've done about 250 of them. So I've worked with a lot of different teams. And what I found is that people knew how they worked well in the office environment. But then when we all went home and had to, had to work in this remote environment, people didn't make the adjustment to go, oh, what's different now? The secret sauce of high performance before is now under different conditions. What do we need to change? People didn't really, they were just surviving. You know, they didn't really make that adjustment. And now as we're in this new hybrid environment, which is one step removed from pure remote environment. Now we're in this hybrid environment. Again, I'm finding people are not making the adjustment to performing well and achieving safety in this new hybrid environment, because it is admittedly different than fully remote work, you know, because you're sort of in and out and team members are in and out. And, and uh, some of these communication skills and uh, sort of vulnerability activities, they don't happen automatically. And so we have to look for ways to discover what's different now in hybrid and how do we, how do we seek to perform well in this new place. Yeah, I agree with that. I was reading a Forbes article, I think I shared it with you on, on how to create a psychologically safe environment in a hybrid workplace. So Forbes gives us these four things to create a psychologically safe hybrid work environment, which is creating socialization opportunities, communicating effectively, and modeling our receptivity to feedback and practicing awareness. Mm -hmm. Coupled with the things that we just talked about from uh, Dr. Clark's book, this is a great remedy to try to get this thing going and keep it going and keeping it. You, It's never going to be ideal because we are still in the yesteryears of being fully in the office, but we definitely have to think about all those things and how to incorporate this in our new culture. So yeah, it's super important, which brings me to my next question. How should the hybrid and remote workplace be designed to promote and ensure psychological safety and well-being? Yeah, well, I think one of the things is to make sure there's team norms that are created to decrease the the emotional and psychological distance between people. Um, one of the things that happened when we all worked remotely is that we sort of worked on the systems that help us keep working, right? We're going to use Slack, or we're going to use you know Zoom, kind of. I and mean, that makes sense. You have to cover the means of how you're going to stay connected. Um, but there's another distance, actually, Dr. Amy Edmondson is her name. She did, has done a lot of work around um, sort of resilience and around psychological connectedness. And what she found 
is that the more difficult but more vital uh, distance gap to bridge is the psychological emotional distance between people um which is why so many of us sort of suffered when we all started working remotely because again we lost that intimate close emotional psychological distance and suddenly i mean connection and suddenly we we had to have reasons to zoom someone or reasons to call on the phone whereas before we would just walk down the hallway and see one another um and so uh i think one of the things teams can do is to yeah create team norms create structures whereby emotional connection psychological connection happens um when there's a very flexible work environment where employees can choose when to be present physically when not to and everyone can choose it creates a bit of instability and insecurity because you don't know who's going to be there that day um and and that can really change uh the way you work together and so that, that's just one one uh tip i would have is is to look for ways to uh sort of make psychological closeness and emotional closeness part of the team norm just like great project management or great meeting management would be a norm so shall psychological emotional connection the key word that you said with all of this and this is also very true is connection we have to be creative in how we're connecting and remain mm -hmm. connected and be creative in how we are talking to each other because we don't know because we are hybrid a lot of times or remote um that how the other person's feeling. It's not a normal situation that we've been put in. I think we've mm -hmm. adjusted to it mostly, but I just think I agree with you. It's like having that social connectedness, having those teams connected and, and remaining that way um, is key to continue that to continue to grow in these environments because some people are, I'm with you, like we, we talk about this all the time in our podcast. It's not the same as walking down the hall or having a mm -hmm. conversation by the water cooler. That just is not normal anymore. You know, some people some people are just not doing well with it. Others are doing great because they've adjusted to it. But I think it's up to our leaders, mm -hmm. not fully, but it's up to our leaders to continue to um, to be flexible in how they're leading in these types of environments and ensuring that we're psychologically safe and that we're giving our very best. So I, I completely agree with everything. And so I do thank you. I know it's it's time for us to go. So I really, really, really appreciate you. Um, but before we go, I do have one last question for you. Mm -hmm. What are you learning, have learned, or currently practicing about keeping balance in your life? One of the biggest things I've been learning is how one area of your life impacts the others. You know, um, we, we we tend to want to compartmentalize the parts of our lives. And I think that's that's sort of, so we can we can really focus on one area, like when I'm at work and focus on work and I'm at home, focus on home. But um, I'm learning how the different parts of our personality and the parts of our life really do indeed impact one another. For example, um, if you understand what your core values are uh, and you realize those, those values are not being met, then uh, maybe there's an adjustment to make in another part of your life uh, um, in order to feel that value being met, then it helps the whole. Here's a quick example. Um, at the beginning of my work life here in Charlottesville, I was planning to work from home. We live in a townhouse right now as we're getting settled. And so the plan was work from home. And I found that 
my wife and I were like getting on each other's nerves because we didn't have any space from each other. We do love each other, but we weren't getting space from each other. I felt like I was always working. Uh, and I really felt a lot of discontentment around this. And I was working with a coach who helped me remember my core values, one of them being independence and freedom. And I realized, oh my gosh, that value is sort of being pinched right now. And so what I did was found a co-working space, started working from that co-working space, got a separate computer for work. So I was having some distance from my personal life with my work life and felt like I had more freedom now. And that was exactly what I needed. Um, and so fixing one thing in one part of my life of values helped the overall picture of my life and work arrangement. Um, and so that's what I would say. Uh, keep in mind that each part of your life impacts the rest. And so try to be aware of that. And if you fix one, you may fix it all. That's really good advice. I'm so thankful that you are recognizing where your where your center is. That's really important. Um, sometimes we're not aware of that and we that's what causes discontentment and it causes, you know, stress and all the other things. Mm -hmm. But when you you center yourself, you recognize what your values are, you recognize what your morals and your um what your psyche is telling you to do, that's exactly what you need to do. And if you find that you're, you're all of it, you're right, all of it has to work together. So I'm glad that you found your center and you found your balance. It sounds like you guys are settling in well at Charlottesville. So we're really happy about that. Glad you found a separate office space. I'm currently working, um, I'm working hybrid, which I really like because I've gotten mm -hmm. pretty much used to it now. But um, and I've said this in previous podcasts, my center is always my deck. I always go out there when I'm feeling like I really need to get out of the house and I'll go yeah. and I'll take my laptop. I'll sit out there with a cup of coffee and that's my center. Or I'll get up and take a walk. Just getting out of my space sometimes because I mm -hmm. will sit for hours and not realize that I have been sitting and staring at my computer forever. Yes. So <laughs> it's important that you get up, move around and just get those endorphins going and realizing that you're 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 an entire human and that you it's okay to have space so thank you for sharing that with us i really appreciate you again for coming and sharing your insights and your experiences with us so this concludes this episode of balanced self um, we hope you'll join us again chris and we hope our listeners will join us next month as we continue to focus on aspects of the hybrid workplace so again thank you and until next time Sounds good. Thanks, Barbara. Great talking to you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Balanced Self. If you are looking for ways to increase psychological safety within your organization, check out our Developing Your Emotional Intelligence Workshop on our website at www.msbcoach.com. If you would like to hear this and previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can go to our website under the resource tab. Bye now.